0: Hello and welcome to today's VJ HEMONC podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In this podcast, you will hear from experts Michiel Coppens and Johannes Oldenburg, who share some insights into the current standard of care in hemophilia and further discuss the promise of novel AAV based gene therapies standard of care in hemophilias for decades have been factor replacement so replacing the defective factor 8 or factor 9 protein with factor concentrate first plasma derived then recombinant and nowadays in the well advanced molecules of extended half-life molecules yet uh, even with those newer molecules there have always been limitations patients need to self administer intravenously uh, factor concentrates so in factor 8 that is two to three times a week in factor nine that used to be once or twice a week so that's quite a high burden of of, of therapy but even uh, with that high burden patients are getting to almost zero bleeding phenotype but they still experience bleeds and i think the other thing is that over a full lifespan also not too frequent bleeds will lead to cumulative joint damage and In spite of uh, starting prophylaxis at a very early age, I think most of my patients, uh, older patients, still have a significant form of arthropathy. So there there is room for improvement there. 2022 was the first registration for the haemophilia A gene therapy and early 2023 was the first registration for haemophilia B uh, gene therapy. And haemophilia, they both are AAV gene therapy, so adeno-associated virus, where the the gene therapy is using the properties of a virus to enter a cell without actually destroying it. And then instead of delivering the virus's DNA, they actually deliver the DNA of the defective gene. What we have seen now that uh, there are two uh, phase three trials completed in the Haemophilia A trial and in the Haemophilia B trial, most patients had successful expression uh, leading to them uh, to to, to stop discontinue prophylaxis and most of them have remained off prophylaxis. Uh, We are seeing some differences in Haemophilia A, there is a distinct peak in the factor expression somewhere between 6 and 12 months after the dosing of gene therapy. And thereafter there is a certain gradual decline and I think most fear that at some point the gene therapy will be lost. Contrary to that is actually the Haemophilia B gene therapy where we've seen very stable expressions in the, the product that has been licensed now but also in a front-runner pro, uh, 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 product that is now over 10 years of follow-up with extreme stable factor 9 expression and honestly we are not really sure what is the driver of that differences. Could it be disease related? Could it be product related? But there are distinct differences. I think the commonality is that most people are able to discontinue prophylaxis. That they get a severe or uh, quite an improvement in their bleeding phenotype. But there are distinct differences between the two.
1: It's uh, AAV based uh, gene therapy now. Um, has uh, already approved two studies uh, for clinical use that um, is uh, Roctavian uh, that was um, approved in August last year, and uh, it is a that was approved by Muphilia B uh, just in February this year. Um, Both uh, uh, studies are extensively published uh, uh, and the outcomes are very promising with respect to uh, those patients that uh, do no longer need any uh, factor consumption. The main difference between these two studies is that in Hemophilia A with Octavian, there is a decline of the expressed factor activity over time. Um, so, after about three years, there is about the average um, or the mean factor levels is about one third of uh, the peak level after about one year. Um, so, um, we can expect that after five to eight years those patients may have to go back on a prophylactic regimen Uh, In hemophilia B, it looks uh, more stable with respect to the duration of the um, factor level expression. Uh, So we expect more than 10 years stability. A challenge in hemophilia A is uh, a high proportion of patients that have to underwent immune suppression because of ALT elevation. Uh, here, I'm sure that the protocols uh, for management and immune suppression for management, these LAT elevations and for immune uh, suppression will improve and will uh, uh, facilitate uh, the treatment and will make this easier for the patients uh, in, in the future. Uh, in hemophilia B, the immune suppression is much uh, less uh, significant. It's in about uh, 20% um, of the patients, and um, and for a shorter duration. Uh, so. Now it's is uh, licensed and uh, will now become a part of the, our treatment portfolio that we have in the respective uh, countries. Uh, it will start slowly, I think, because we need some experience and also the regulatory environment have to be uh, prepared for these new treatments. Uh, but they will become a very promising option for the future. Thank you
0: so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.